How's everyone tonight? Doing good? Okay, that's good. The weather has been so nice. Um, but yeah, if you don't know me, um, my name is Megan Gifford, like Adam said. And just a little bit about me is I'm a sophomore at LHS. Um, I'm also the 10th grade girls D group leader. And this opportunity to share the message, um, I've felt God kind of like calling me over the past like two years, kind of, um, to teach about something. And when the opportunity kind of came up, um, I figured, you know, I'd go for it, especially as we were going through the Sermon on the Mount. And I saw that this passage, um, Matthew 6, 25 through 34 is where we're going to be tonight, um, was coming up. It's a passage that I've gone to several times um, when I've, you know, had anxiety or worry. And so that's what we're talking about tonight. If you look, um, your Bible might have a heading that says the cure for anxiety. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we're talking about. And last week, Erica kind of talked to us about treasures and storing them up, like having a lot of stuff and um, wanting to store up earthly things. And a lot of times with possessions, like also we can be worried about our possessions or if we don't have them, like, oh, we're worried about like our new iPhone 13, like breaking, or if we don't have one, you know, we want one. Um, so my main point tonight is kind of just, um, God is greater than your anxiety and does not wish worry for your life. So that's um, kind of what we're talking to about tonight. And before we get started, I'll go ahead and pray. So... Dear God, Heavenly Father, um, thank you for the chance um, to just gather tonight. God, I just thank you for this opportunity to teach, and I just pray that you'd speak through me tonight and that your word would just um, be truth to someone tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So yeah, um, if I could have someone read Matthew 6, 25 through 34, that would be great. Um, does anyone want to read? <laughs> yeah, Kia. It's your last night. Okay, thank you, Kia. <clears throat> Starting in verse 25, Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Thank you, Kia. Um, yes, give her a round of applause. 
Okay, so starting in verse 25, um, our passage starts out with therefore. Um, so what do we know about like when Jesus starts with therefore? Does anyone know what that kind of means or leads to? If not, that's okay. It's kind of just saying that with the Sermon on the Mount that everything he's kind of said before, he's based on all his teachings before, he's like, therefore, that is all I said, so now I'm going to say this. So we can see that the Sermon on the Mount that we've been going through is not just like separate teachings or separate things. It's all kind of like alluded together and like formed together, and it's all one thing. Um, so I'm going to read verse 25 through 26. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? And so over the past like month, I've been watching a show called The Chosen with my parents. And if any of you have watched it, it's, you know, it's really good. It's about um, Jesus and just during the, um, his discipleship and kind of you start out with the him gathering his disciples and kind of when they first started following him, especially Simon, they would often question him like, well, where are we going to eat or drink or, you know, like, where are we going to sleep tonight? Um, and Jesus would often respond to them that the Lord will provide these things. Many times the disciples wanted to kind of go on their own way and figure it out. Oh, well, I'll plan my own way how to where we're going to sleep or what we're going to eat. Um, and how many times do we seek things uh, beside God? Like, oh, no, I can figure out how to, like, get my grades up on my own or I can fix my relationships on my own or I have a plan for my life and even your counsel and voice does not, like, get, to get included. I found myself going, like, days without asking for God's counsel and it leaves me like honestly defeated after the daily go of the week. And the question is, you know, why do I let myself worry about like trivial things throughout the week? In Matthew 6:26, it says that even the birds in the sky are provided for. Aren't you worth more than they? Like if you just look at the world around you, God is in control of like every plant, animal, sunset, and so on. And if he takes care of like even the littlest things, like the littlest bugs you can think of on the earth when he take care of the people that he sent his son down to die for and, and live a sinless life and resurrect for. And it seems silly that someone would even question Jesus back then. Um, so, but as humans, I feel like we're so, want to be so in control of our lives that instead of just trusting God and trusting Jesus that he will provide, we run to worry and want to do things on, on our own. So he continues on to say in verse 27, can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the fields grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God closes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you of little faith? So, Turn to the people next to you real quick, and I want you to share something with them that's been worrying you the past week. So it can be big or small. Okay, does anyone kind of want to share what they've been worrying about the past couple weeks? Does anyone? So does anyone have something that they were worried about this past week that they'd like to share about or something coming up? 
You're worried about, yes. Yeah, that can be, you know, finals are coming up and that can be stressful. Um, but even though it's easy to let yourself kind of worry and have anxiety like throughout the day, this passage is telling us that, you know, God wants you to live in peace. So like whatever you're worried about, whether it be getting your grades up, I know that's like a big thing. I'm personally, you know, trying to like have a month left to do that. Um, or if it's like relationships um, or even what your future is going to be like past college or anything or even like into the next year. Um, Jesus hears your worries and he wants you to give the, them to him because in verse 27 he says, can any of you add one moment to their lifespan by worrying? Like, can any of us even gain anything by worrying? Um, how many people in this room, like, really care about their phones? Like, I know I care about my phone probably a lot more than I'd like to admit. So I went to LA a couple of weeks ago with my broadcasting class, and it was, like, a few people in my class on this trip and our teacher. And my friend Olivia, she, we were taking pictures of the beach the day before. She set her um, alarm for us to wake up the next morning on her phone. And when she clicked it and when she checked a notification, her phone completely stopped working. Like, it just, like, we tried to look up how to, like, restart. It was stuck on the restart button and was not working at all. And I was, like, freaking out for her. I was, like, worried. I was, like, if this was me in my situation, in that situation, like, I'd be so scared because you're halfway across the country and you have, like, no connection, you know, f personally from your phone to your parents. And so she was just kind of like, you know what, there's nothing I can do about this right now, so I'm not going to let this, you know, taint my trip. I'm going to enjoy the rest of the trip. And, you know, God provided her with friends around her to, like, have connection to her parents through, you know, another phone. Like, it was okay, but that's kind of what Jesus is trying to convey is that just give up your worry. Like, she was still able to enjoy the trip. She didn't let it eat at her the whole entire trip like I maybe would have. Um, like, how many times have you been worried and, like, felt good? Like, never. It usually, like, eats me up throughout the day if I stay worried about something. Um, he goes on to say in verse 32, For the Gentiles eagerly seek these things, and your father, your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Last week, we kind of talked about the desire and sin to want to store up earthly treasures. And Jesus is kind of saying here that God knows, like, he knows you need water and food to eat. You know, like, he knows these things. Um, but sometimes the sin of like control, we want to have that control in our life and be like, no, God, I have this figured out. I have um, some, I can't spend time in your word because I have X, Y, and Z for the day. I have practice. Like I just, there's no time. Um, and instead of like worrying about the day, like we can, he's calling you to just seek him first. And like, once you seek him first and spend time with him, then he will provide for you. And instead of like worrying about a test while you're studying, you know, if you just spend that little bit of time checking in with God, you know, he will give you peace to get through. Um, and when you put God in the center of everything you do, um, instead of worrying over your daily life, you will start to see God's provision. A lot of times when we are, like, just worried about something, you're like, God, why are you not providing this certain thing? But when you spend time in his word, you will start to see that he is providing. Like, 
the sunrise and your breath that you're breathing should be enough proof that like he is providing for you. And then the last verse, verse 34, um, therefore don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Um, that's a popular verse, I think. At least it's a staple for me. Like I always just read that verse and remember to breathe that like a new day will come. Um, and to wrap up, I just wanted to shed light on three things about God that this passage kind of reveals. Uh, number one is he will provide even when we want to lean into worry. So even in verse 30, Jesus says, how much more will he do for you of little faith? Like, sometimes we just do not have the faith to, you know, trust God, and or even in our doubt and disbelief, God still provides for us, whether that be like an answer to prayer, some peace or hope for that day, or maybe a season of joy or understanding even when this world hurts you. The sun rising every morning should be enough promise that God will provide for what he needs for our, what we need for our lives. Number two is he is sovereign over all things of our life. Even when we want to control our lives, we have God present and watching over us to help us. Um, even though we do have that sin of like wanting to control, he's there waiting for us you know, to give control over to him. Which leads me to our third point is that God wants a relationship with you. This whole passage in Sermon on the Mount is for us to know that he cares for us and wants to provide peace to us. He says in verse 33 that he just wants us to seek him first and that you would feel his presence, learn his peace, and then be provided for. Tonight, I just want you to know that God is greater than your anxiety and does not wish worry for your life. He sent his son Jesus to die, to live a sinless life, die and resurrect so that you would not have to be bound by worry or anxiety throughout your day like many of us I know are. So in your D groups, I just want you to think about what in your life do you feel like worries you the most? That can be a thing, event, or like person or anything else. Um, so to wrap up, I'll just pray us out. Dear God, Heavenly Father, um, I just pray for each and every person in this room, God, that you would show your peace and love to them over this week. God, that they would be able to give up their daily worries to you and instead trust and seek you first. God, I just pray as they go through the next week, they would lean into you instead of letting themselves lean into the easy route of anxiety. So in Jesus' name, amen.